Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Burns and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. Every Wednesday, we get the opportunity to talk with Suns uh, President of Basketball Operations and and General Manager of the Phoenix Suns, James Jones. He joins us for his weekly visit here on the Burns and Gambo Show. James, how are you doing today? Thanks for the time, as always. I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Well, I'll just say congratulations on a Final Four appearance. I, they, 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 they went really far. It's a great season. They get to hang a banner. They cut down some nets. Tremendous accomplishment for the Miami Hurricanes. Man, it's it's it was it was bittersweet. You know, I think they they played as well as they could. They just ran into a really good team in UConn. You know, there's no shame in that. But I, I know that Coach L and, and those guys are proud of, of what they've done, um, and they're just looking forward to next year of trying to to to, to kind of say remake some magic. And, and but it's really 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 good for the for the university. And I'm I'm a proud Hurricane for life. Yeah, you are. No, I'm happy for you. I really am, my friend. All right, I've got to ask you the million-dollar question. Three games left. You've got the Nuggets tomorrow. you got the Lakers on Friday. you got the Clippers on Sunday. You've clinched the fourth spot. You're not going to move down. You're not going to move up. How do you approach these three games with your players? Do you go all out and play hard to win and build continuity, or do you try to rest some guys here or there throughout the game or maybe just a one full game off? How do you think you approach it? I, honestly, I don't have those answers um, because the only thing I do know is we have not had the ability to play um, m- meaningful game minutes to collectively as a unit um, as long as we would have liked uh, because of circumstance, injury, and things of that nature. Um, but we've been playing better, and, and so we have to balance rhythm and rest. Uh, but we, we need opportunities to play good basketball against good teams. Um, it's not just about rest. You can be rested. Um, and you can play poorly. Um, so we just have to strike that balance. But I expect us to figure it out in the coming days. Yeah, I would. Is this a conversation with you and Monty and the staff to kind of formulate a plan? And if those conversations haven't happened yet, do you anticipate sometime before tomorrow's game against the Nuggets, you will kind of outline a plan amongst you guys to figure out what to do? No, when we have a plan, you know, everyone will know. Uh, we have these conversations consistently. Um, and they're ongoing, um, but we'll make the right decisions. Um, you know, you understand that we're, we're playing to win. You know, we're playing for something bigger um, than seeding. Uh, now uh, we've, we've settled that, uh, but we, we still need to get better, and, and so we'll, we'll figure it out. How closely? I know what we're going to do when we get out of here. We're going to go home and, and put on Lakers Clippers, and that game could be a real big indicator of who you guys are going to play in the first round. How dialed in are you going to be to these last few days of the regular season in the NBA to kind of figure out who you are going to play in the first round? I mean, well, I watch, we watch the games not to figure out who we're playing. We watch the game because we know that um, teams are playing for something, and you get a chance to see some good basketball. I mean, they usually have to put their best. Uh, you know, put their best strategies uh, out there on the floor. And so you can learn a little bit about everyone, but you also learn a little bit about what works and, and, and you can just observe and see if there's something you can take um, from high-level games that you can apply. Um, but from a seeding perspective, no. But just being a fan of the game and, and being excited about this part of the season, you know, the playoffs are here and teams are going on this championship journey. Uh, this is what we live for. 
I do got two bottles of wine on the line with our good friend Shannon Fry, who thinks that the Lakers would beat you guys. So I do have that bet if you guys do end up playing the Lakers. But when you look at the teams that could be five, I mean, you got Golden State, the Clippers, and the Lakers. You guys are playing so well right now, haven't lost a game with KD. Do you think there's any way that these teams that are playing would, would rather be at six, seven, or eight than try to get the five seed and play you guys? No, I don't. Um, just all those teams you're talking about, those teams have champions, they have Hall of Famers, they have winners, guys that have been in the playoffs that have, um, that appreciate what it means and, and don't take these things for granted. I'm not trying to cheat the game. You know, those guys, they play it. They play it the right way. Um, so I think those narratives are are good you know, conversations for the media and people outside of, of the game. Um, but internally, you know, the competitors that I know and the competitors that those teams are, I expect those guys to go out there and try to play good basketball um, as they head into the playoffs. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We both watched last night's game. We had a lot of questions about it. I think the big one was a DNP for Cameron Payne last night as the backup point guard. Are, are we, are you guys, I should say, experimenting with different options? How are you still kind of assessing the state of your backups going into the postseason with these games that you've got left? I think Coach addressed it last night, and I'll just always – you know, repeat what we talk about, which is we have a team filled with um, good players and, and we have a lot to figure out from a rotation perspective, but um, all of our guys are in the rotation. Um, you know, we've seen instances where guys haven't played and they come back and they play well and they're in it. And so for us right now, it's just finding rotations that work and and trying to find make rotations we think may work in the future uh, since we have time. What does Landry offer you specifically in that role if he does get minutes over campaign? Is it his defense? Is it the, the size element? What what does he add that, to the conversation when talking about him? Um, uh, those things you talked about, um, he's different. You know, campaign's primary ball handler. Landry's a secondary ball handler. Landry's a little bit bigger um, defensively. Um, plays not at the point of attack, but weak side and you know, second side, um, whereas Cam is a point of attack, you know, pr- primarily in situations with the point guards. And, you know, so Landry just gives us some versatility, someone different, someone bigger. Um, but, um, you know, we'll see. We have we have multiple guys that can, can play that big defender role, too. So I just think this is just one of those situations where, um, you look and see what you have while you have time to experiment. You guys have had some pretty big leads in the last three games. Teams have made a comeback. I'm not worried about it. That happens in the NBA. I mean, last night, San Antonio knocked down like five threes in a row uh, to, to take a, a what was a 21-point deficit, get back to nine uh, with a 15-2 to two run. But do you guys internally look at some of these runs teams are making on you? Is there any concern there? Or is that just part of the NBA? No, I mean, you're concerned anytime a team goes on any type of run, a six nothing run, an eight nothing run. You know, it's uh it's just it's just the the volatility that sometimes comes when you you talk about teams taking and making threes. Um we never want to give up runs and so anytime there are those types of runs, we go back, we we talk about it, we look at it and try to see if there's something we could have done. Um you know, they typically are the result of, of, of shot making and two or three bad possessions of execution. Uh, so you try to minimize that. But it, it's definitely something to think about because for us, we know the margins are small. 
When I look at Chris Paul recently, I'm seeing him play some of his best basketball. He's had some he's had some really good games lately. He, he got over 20 last night for the first time in a while. Part of it could be, you know, with KD here, the open shots that he's getting and he's actually taking them. And the other part could be, man, he just he sees the light at the end of the tunnel, James. You know, he's two months away from maybe getting his first championship. Is it is it a combination of both? Why he's playing so well right now? Yeah, it's not a. It's, there's always. There are always a bunch of factors. I think, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said having KD didn't help. You know, it, it's, it affords Chris an opportunity to see the game differently and not be the only creator or the primary creator. Um, he can he can play both spots. So he's he's seeing the floor. He's having more space. And, uh, you know, he also sees that it's the, the end of the season. He, he's gotten here, and it's the time of the year where the guys are most excited, where you find that renewed energy. And uh, we you really lock in. And so he's locked in. He's been playing like it. And we just need him to continue to do that. How about that block shot from Kevin Durant last night? I thought that really, they had had a little momentum, got back in the game. He comes running back, blocks Blake Wesley from behind. At that point, it was, you know, it was still somewhat of a close game. And you guys go on to, to beat him up pretty good. But just, you know, you see how good of an offensive player he is. But to see the intensity and how hust- the hustle play and the hard work defensively to make a play like that in a game against the Spurs really just goes to show you what type of player he is. Yeah, well, I'm always, I'm always, uh, it, I'm, it, it always baffles me sometimes when uh, people um, are surprised that great players make great plays. And KD, he's a complete player. He has been a complete player his entire career. He's just been so good offensively that people discount his defense and his effort. Um, but you don't have the success that he's had. You don't reach the, the. Uh, the levels he's reached without having, you know, a tremendous work ethic and competitive spirit. And so he competes on the defensive end. And so when you see him do that defensively, because he's so good offensively, it makes you think differently about him. But that's something that we've always valued and we've always respected is that he'll take the defensive challenge. And with him nearly being seven feet, he's a really good rim protector. Appreciate it as always, James. Wishing you the best the rest of the regular season. We will talk very soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Jess.